Blast off to a world of imagination. Welcome to RPGX Radio, where the only limit is the sky and no further. As occasionally happens, I am your co-host, King Monkey. With me, as frequently, is the actual host, King Monkey. Oh, no, wait, we did that bit already. Uh, yeah, that played <laughs> out. That's so last week. This is, this is a bit of a downer, so I, I'm Sammy. Let's just get to it. Like, we don't, we should Fair enough. He, you already completely destroyed the intro that I I just come up with. So we're just going to skip it. <laughs> Save it for next recording. You'll as, be all right, kid. As a good co-host should, destroy everything yeah. I try and do. Destroy yeah. what's good in my life, and let's just keep moving on. Hey, I see you have a very concise structure. Let me step on that. <laughs> I, I feel like that is actually a hallmark of a good podcast. So we might be doing something right on accident. Ooh. Huh. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to see if we can change that up. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I didn't even... I always forget about it. I always forget about it. <laughs> I think I'm playing into the bit now. <laughs> as a way to conceal the fact that I enjoy drinking. <laughs> things non-alcoholic we don't endorse alcohol beverages we don't endorse nope. alcoholism as this is a pg-13 site fantastic and podcast it's a beverage it's That's a, be a beverage i'm bevering as we speak libations <laughs> a libate i'm libating for sure <laughs> you libator nasty libator whoa backing off bordering on the upper edge of pg-13 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta imply it. You can't actually just say it, just like a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, you know what? I watched Something Wicked This Way Comes last week, hmm. which is, in fact, a Disney movie. Oh. And it is not a Disney movie in the way that one thinks of. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll tell you what I want. I want them to read. What you really, really want? Well, yes. Yeah. And if you want to... Wait, how's that go? <laughs> <laughs> If you want to be my friend, you got to get with my lover, I think were the, yeah, that the lyrics of the song. Sounds right. Something. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. Ziga Ziga. But I, I don't even mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I would love to see a reimagining of the final trilogy of the Star Wars stuff as a bright and bubbly Disney musical. Uh, so basically, Star Wars Resistance with some, what do you call it, um, West Side Story thrown in? You know, West oh, Side Story is no. a... Oh, maybe that's, yeah, that one's actually, I was going to say, that one's actually pretty violent. What if it were like, um, Hairspray? Oh, yeah, Star Hairspray Wars Resistance work. and Hairspray. I don't, I don't, Star I'm not Spray. familiar with Star Wars Resistance. It's the newest uh, animated one, right? Uh, which maybe. I don't know. I don't watch <laughs> I'm a grown-up, mature man. I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Other than the ones that I watch. <laughs> <clears throat> so tell me what you watch, what you really, really watch. I'll tell you what I watch. No, okay. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, Disney movie, not really a Disney movie. Something mm. Wicked This Way comes. Pacing movie, you know, pacing store, uh, issues in movies from the 80s, though. Like, if you go back to watch old movies, they're all paced wrong. Mm. Every one of them. Have we had this discussion, or did I have this discussion with someone else already? I, I have never spoken with you before, so I assume it was with someone else. Oh, possibly. Because it is one of those weird things that when you watch old movies, you're like, how... How do people enjoy this? But we just enjoy a oh, different genre now. You know, it's uh, we had talked about movie trailers at one point. How hmm. old movie trailers, you watch it and you're like, oh my God, they do not know how to sell a movie. Either they give you such blandness or they give you entire scenes or a straight summary of the whole movie. Yeah, we I, I remember that conversation. Yeah, That's also something that my other podcast co-host has talked about with me and mm. it's a kind of a running bit how the trailers tend to be pretty crap well nowadays it's a different thing nowadays trailers for movies are very good they have got the science down pat the thing is they're trying to sell you on it so they don't necessarily accurately represent the movie the trailers are good they're just not necessarily faithful to the thing they are advertising you know what jumps out at me when i think of trailers that mislead mm -hmm. george of the jungle with brendan fraser Okay. Because there was that scene uh, on the airplane with the toucan, Tuki Tuki. Mm -hmm. He's on an airplane in a seat, and the the <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Comes up to I him. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie, so I'm assuming I'm going to go out on a 
assume Tuki Tuki is the name of the character, but for a moment, I thought you were just pausing and saying Tuki Tuki to me, and I <laughs> didn't immediately connect it to the fact that you were just, I was like, yeah, I'm airplane, Tuki Tuki, going on. It's like, what just happened? <laughs> One of us has gone off the deep end here. Someone's having a stroke, and I don't smell toast. <laughs> well, oh, wait, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so so this toucan is it yeah. got a seat on an airplane, and the flight attendant comes up and offers a drink to this toucan. Yep. And that scene was never in the movie. What? Like an act, just a regular toucan, not like an animated thing, but a, a bird. Yeah, it was just it was just a bird on a plane, and they're offering a drink to a bird. And it was a it was a funny scene because it was like, oh hey, sure. how are you doing? And and you kind of had the the feel of this is just this is George mm. of the Jungle. You don't you only hear some of the animals talk. Yeah, and you're not looking for realism or sort of real-world believability. You just, you're in it for the, the goofy ride, yeah? But, you know, you see that scene in a trailer, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for the context for that scene, because it's funny like that. It's a you know, funny mm. juxtaposition there, but sure. in context, it's got to be even better. Nope, it doesn't even exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, I was thinking of uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, that movie with uh, George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I have watched it, I did not like it. It was fine. Uh, but the early trailers were pretty accurate, but the later trailers played it up almost as a comedy. Hmm. But when you watch that movie, it has some comedic elements, but it's a pretty straightforward, dramatic movie for the most part. I was like, well, that is not accurate at all. Hmm. So you thought George of the Jungle and I thought Men Who Stare at Coats. Uh, we're, we're pretty on top of this whole pop culture situation here, aren't we? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Ay-yay-yay. the actual first thing I thought of were the MCU movies, but there's a very specific reason for that. Mm-hmm. I understand, Tuki Tuki. If you're not listening to Cinematic Sagas on iTunes and wherever your podcasts are found, you should change that quickly because it is the most amazing up-and-coming podcast in today's society. I, for a while, wasn't listening to it, but then Simi appeared at my doorstep quite menacingly. So now, in order to preserve my life, I am listening to it regularly. Yes, you, you watch it or else. Yep, I watch the podcast regularly. Yep, yep. I know what I said. I know what I said. <laughs> I, I you look watch at my it. phone. That's it. I just watch the progress bar on my phone. Oh my god! Only eight more minutes until I'm free to go. Is it downloaded? Is it downloaded? Oh, thank God! I don't care if you listen, but that download, download. Anyway, we should probably do this show, which is all about this month, all about being a we do running yeah. a game. Yes, that's. And we we talked about the the bright and fluffy things last week, right? Hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into the muck a little bit here, but, but we can't do that yet because no. there's something that happens before then. A thing. Yep. It's a verb. Is paying us. We have to do it. He is contractually oh obligated to give us the money. We are contractually yeah, oh obligated man. to do his. He's bit. so pushy about it too. He's so pushy. Very pushy. Like you, you, <sighs> he bops into the Discord every time I show up to say, is, "Did you do it? Did you do it?" And I'm like, "Dude, we record yeah. every other week. That's it." Nah. I, I'm not doing it every day of the week. You gotta, you gotta back off, dude. And he threatens to, you know, do weird things to my family, make them disappear. You know, something <laughs> about fishing. I don't know. It, I, I ignore him a lot of times, but I get the Fair gist. Enough. I get the gist. Yeah, 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 you're threatening me. I understand. Now, please yeah. go. Please go. I have things to do. So, what would ha- what would happen if we were to flip the tables and I were to give you a random verb right now? Oh, oh, do no. you think you could manage it? I, I, I would try. Did you just get palpitations right now? <laughs> No, 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 no. I my my heart always beats that weird way. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm always going to be wondering when I pull oh up God. a random verb. I'm like, is he going to do it? Is he going to jump me? Is he going to stop me? I've got a random verb generator open. I'm just, oh no! Now it's like a. I never should have linked it in the in our it's outline. A verb, it's a verb standoff. <laughs> Verbs no, being pulled this, both ways. Not this week. Not this week. Okay. But one week. I'm gonna, you don't know if I need you to don't pull know those if it's going to be soon. <laughs> you won't know when it's going to happen. But one week, I'm going to hit you with the random verb of the week. Oh, making me think on my feet. I don't ever do that though. No, I don't want you to think on your feet. I just mostly want you to live with an unnameable dread in your stomach. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I'm used to that. Cool. No big deal. Right on. <laughs> So but for now, I will resume the regular role as the <laughs> the verb whipping boy. Yep. So so I'm going to whip you with our verb of the week. Mm-hmm. It's a verb. Whip it good. Verb of the week, as sponsored mm-hmm. by It's a Verb, paid for by It's a Verb. The checks are regularly coming in by It's a Verb. This mm-hmm. week, our selection is stare. Stare. 
stare. Oh, oh, that's easy. Care Bear stare. No. Okay. Um, I mean, I've got to make sure I leave that pause in there because everyone needs to know that disdainful pause was there. I don't think anyone has any illusions of how big a dork I am. Um, okay. Edric knew it was impolite to stare, but he had never seen a Medusa before. <laughs> I love it. That has been It's a Verb's Random Verb of the Week, as sponsored and paid for by It's a Verb. It's a Verb is a subdivision of It's a Verb LLC. And owned by King Monkey and Simmy. <laughs> I can always so, cut that later. No big deal. So right on. we are talking about the super fluffy stuff of fighting slowdown and game death. And I just want I just want to put it on record. I think I did it in the first episode of this month, but I should do it here again. These topics are stuff that people requested, which is why we've kind of taken this little detour before yeah. before I was planning to. So if you don't like it, it's your fault. It's on you. It's yeah, 100% it's on you. your fault, and I don't want to hear your complaints. Really, we are just the tool of your own masochism. In fact, if you want to complain, leave a review, five stars, and then write your complaint there. I will read that. Yeah. I promise you, I will read that. But if it's not a five-star review, I ain't reading it. Yeah, that's true. You can write anything you want in a five-star review, and Simi will be obligated to record that. Oh, I didn't promise to record it. <laughs> I promised to read it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Remember last episode I said, I'm always recording? That's not just my voice that I'm recording. <laughs> Moving on. So we have a topic of the week. We do. Fighting slowdown and game death. Yep. So, King Monkey, why do games slow down? Why? Well, it's a question of physics. What you have is inertia, or, yeah, inertia, where you're, the game is moving, but it's resisting against the air molecules, and gradually they decrease the kinetic energy of the game. So it slows down. Well, that's nice and easy. Okay, how do you prevent it? Anti-gravity. Perfect. All right, moving Done. on. <laughs> um, why do games slow down? Well, I mean, play by post has the curious distinction of being basically the slowest way you can role play. Ah, slowest modern way. I guess the old uh, play by mail system probably would have been far worse. Yeah, I, but, I would um, imagine so. Yeah. Imagine play by post where you can only get a, a response per week, you know, from your players. Do you think play um, by mail is slower or play by telegram? Do you suppose they had a lot of RPG groups back in the Wild West days with the Telegram? Well, no, because a Telegram would still be transmitted immediately to a Telegram station. Oh, you're way, way off topic already. <laughs> All right. that, that is not something people expect from us. We probably should get right back on topic. They, they expect I mean, us to be laser focused. If you're role playing with the Telegraph operator, that's fairly quick. Not instantaneous, but fairly quick. Yeah, I but guess I was they, imagining it then as... As one, yeah. as each person sitting with four or five telegraph operators around them and transmitting, yeah. so you kind of have that person-to-person -person yeah. delay, and then you have that translation delay. Then you also have to parse, like when people say, I move forward, stop, I'm going to roll my d20, stop, it came up as a 10, stop, that gives me a total of, stop, 13, do I hit, stop. Right. Whereas by mail, you have to write down your response, go down to the post office, buy a stamp, put it in an envelope. And you've, of course, you've forgotten to do that for two days. Mm -hmm. Send it in the mail. The mail goes down to your local sorting station, finally gets sent out a couple days later, driven across the country in some cases, uh, or flown across the country at best if you paid for priority service. Mm. Received in your local sorting station, finally gets to you maybe at best a week later. Hmm. Then you write your response after reading that the same line is three lines, same thing. And then you write your response, forget to go down to the post office, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it sounds like it moves at the same speed as play by post. And that's how we get back on topic. Boom. Hey, oh, <laughs> so game slowdown. So the first thing I think that really causes game slowdown is excess enthusiasm. Which, well, basically, people wear themselves out uh, right off the bat because they put way too much in early on, that kind of thing. It, it can be that, or it can be excess enthusiasm on a game master's part where they think they have this awesome idea, and I'm not saying that's... Hold on. Sure. Let me try that again. <laughs> 
on the Game Master's part, where they mm-hmm. have this awesome idea, and they're excited sure. to share it, and so they put a three posts per week idea out there, and everyone agrees to it. Right. Then they realize that's a lot of work, so they slow it down it to is. two, and then they slow it down to one, but by then they are exhausted. By the time they, they realize what they've done to themselves, they are exhausted, and eventually things kind of spiral from there. I've seen it several times. I yeah. It's not universal, obviously. Sure. But that's why I always say underestimate first and then kind of ramp up if you can. Yeah. So you're thinking sort of like initial slowdown. I'm thinking towards the end uh, when entropy's sitting in. And it's like um, the game has gone on, if you're lucky, for a year. And it's just a matter of it. it it necessarily is slower, so that can be taxing on someone's patience mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, as well, the longer a game goes on, the more chances there are that something is going to come up in a person's life that's going to delay them from getting to a post. And maybe this week, that's me. Something prevented me from getting to a post. Mm-hmm. And next week, it's you. You've got something that's come up that's prevented you from getting to a post. And by no one's fault things just start to slow down because over the time you've had more of these sort of events go on and that is sort of wears you down. So, I mean, I'm thinking of it from the others, the other end of the game, sort of the, the death throes of the game. Well, and I think, I think an over enthusiastic start can also, it can signal the death throes because if you can't maintain a pace, I mean, it's just like if you are running from someone who's trying to kill you, I mean, eventually, one of you is going to give up and can't maintain and, the pace. Yeah. And oh yeah, the and end movie is killers they have good cardio, so don't you got to pace yourself. That's uh, why movie killers always move at a slow walk, and yet are always right behind you. They've got it have, figured out. Have you seen Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon? It's a horror movie uh, where it's uh, it's done in the style of a mockumentary where the camera crew is following the killer. Like oh, that sounds cool. Documenting the stuff he does. And he's talking about cardio every day. Cardio, cardio, cardio. And he's he's saying that exact thing. It's like, you set a a, a pace and you stick to it. You're going to want to chase after the, the the victim. Don't do it. Let them wear themselves out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I had to make a note of that because I'll have to look that up. I mean, yeah. Um. So what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, Simi, you're saying... Game masters should never have enthusiasm about how their game is going to go. Exactly. If you have no enthusiasm and no expectations, you can't let anybody down, least of all yourself. Hope for the best, expect the worst, leaves no room for disappointment. Hope for the worst, get the worst, it always works out. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you win? <laughs> okay, Implied so... Side question mark? So we've got kind of like an exhaustion thing or yeah, a... Sure timing thing that can cause slowdown is there anything else you know of that can cause slowdown uh other than running combat um combat is definitely one that can cause slowdown because it is very a lot of yeah meticulous interactions back and forth back and forth right rp can kind of sustain you a little more if things slow Mm. down a bit because there's more story going on you have to think a little more about what's going on whereas in a lot of combat you have to just I'm going to deal use this one ability level at a time, right? Yeah. And you have to deal with that instance before you can say what the next thing is going to be. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. you are you are limited to however you are doing combat, and then things have to get to a certain point before a DM can interject. Really, I would say other things that can contribute to slowdown, much like any game, if you have a plot that is not, I don't want to say very well thought out, but if you've if you have critical plot errors as a gm like if you have continuity problems then any kind any time you take someone out of the game where they have to go whoa but wait a minute more so in play by post where you don't have the immediacy of correcting it uh you end up giving that sensation to a player where they're like sitting there for a day or two until your next post thinking wait a minute he said this but before it was that um and you create a disconnect between the person and the game, kind of uh, ruining the immersion or the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like when we talked last time about a player being disengaged. When you reach out, you might find out that you're the cause of it because your plot You is... said you're, but you don't mean me. You mean other GMs, not me, though, right? Oh, no. I mean you specifically. 
every time. If there's an issue with my with a plot in a game I'm in, I come I come to you and I ask you, why are you messing this up for me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing a game you've never heard of with people you don't know. Why are you screwing this up for me? Exactly. I, I'm glad you're on the same page as me. That's fair. I mean, okay. I can't say that I'm not responsible because I wasn't aware. Maybe I indirectly did something. So we've I'm got sorry, Simi. I'm very sorry. We've got GM and player enthusi- over enthusiasm, which sort of drives things forward faster than expected, and then exhausts mm-hmm. you. So we'll call that exhaustion. We've got uh, the the life stuff that comes up that really yeah. you can't. There's nothing you can do about life stuff for the most mm-hmm. part. Like it's it's going to happen, and so it's yeah. just kind of you got to deal with that. And we've got I don't even know. I wasn't listening. What were we Entropy? talking about? Entropy, <laughs> heat, heat death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also uh, plot holes or disengagement. Yeah, disengagement by the players. So, so yeah. let's start prevention, and then we'll talk about recovery. So, how yeah. do you prevent player and GM exhaustion? Well, the first one that you mention uh, is like the horror movie analogy: set your pace initially. Mm-hmm. Don't start off with an explosion because then you may set yourself up to want to continue that explosive pace and you may end up wearing yourself down yep start off with say two three posts a week and i know people will say no post a day honestly man try not to do a post a day it may be fine for you now but it doesn't allow for any kind of variation in the future give yourself a post every couple of days at most that way you have time to react properly to the things that have happened You've got time to answer questions that may come up from your players. And it is an easier pace to maintain. Definitely. Demanding one every... Because you don't want it to become like, oh, I got to do a post. I got to do a post every day. Mm-hmm. The one thing that makes anything not fun is it being mandatory. Definitely. Like maybe, you li- maybe you like staying home. But when that becomes mandatory, mm-hmm. suddenly you realize, I like going to the park. <laughs> you huh. know? That's a, that's a weird a, random example. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in the distant past, we had that, that whole pandemic, which by the time this episode comes out is long, long since past. I, I don't think so anyone talks about the, yeah, the before time anymore. No, I mean, it's it, people have forgotten about that by now. Basically, it might as well be prehistoric times. But Basically. I, I agree. I, my, my advice on that front might be think of what your ideal would be like if you want to hit three per week back up two steps from there so once a week start there and inform your players at the beginning i am aiming to move up to this if it works out but i want to make sure i can have a pace i can maintain and then you want to try and establish your pattern like go in and write something about for your campaign twice a week and if that's working well for you like don't actually post it in the game that's just for you and then if that works, then say, okay, I feel like we can maintain this two per week. Is everyone willing yeah. to move up? Then do go from two and do on your own a third development session time. So that way you know you have time three times a week to sit down and do that. I also think from an exhaustion standpoint, establishing the day you're going to post helps you and helps your players. It's yeah, not, I could see that. It's not possible for everyone, but if it is possible for you as the game master, I highly recommend... Like, your post is always going to come on a Sunday. That way, yeah. they know they need to get their post in by Saturday because you're going to be working Sunday on your post. Or if you know what time you're going to be posting, they know they have until X time. And and be as specific as you can because that in this remote medium, mm-hmm. that kind of that, – that'll help your players plan to get things. Or if you're like – if you're a player like me, pressure actually helps get things flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So if you kind of have this nebulous, oh yeah, post whenever yeah, you're easy. ready, and I'm gonna yeah. aim for about once a week, then you're looking at when the last person posted, and like, okay, well I've got a few days before people start asking questions. But when the last person posted might have been a couple of days after the previous person posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can yeah. see how that becomes a sliding scale of well, whenever berries, and then next thing you know, no and, one's posting. Exactly, and and if things kind of take a couple of days for each person. Yeah, that might put you at almost exactly a week, but then all of a sudden, you know, people are disengaging because there's only something new about it every couple of days. And it may not even be new because sometimes players 
like to just responding to whatever happened, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something for the other player to engage with. Right. You can, you're not even mentally engaged with it because you're not thinking, oh, how am I going to respond to this? How is the world responding to that? You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what they did during the GM's whole post. OK. And these last two sentences are about what they just did. So, you know, what? you know what you could do. Okay. Um, if if you're dealing with that, it reminds me of something we discussed before: having the out of game in character thread, mm. where maybe the main plot is only moving at whatever pace it's moving at, and uh, um, but you've got this sort of outlet where they can have hypothetical conversations in character, or maybe flashbacks to a previous time in character, so they can still maintain a consistent rate of role play even if that's not in service of the current active plot. Mm. Yes, I, I think that can be a good prevention of slowdown if you are running at a slower pace than your players maybe one. It can Give also, them a place where they can play, yeah. It can also be used as a pl- way to, as we segue smoothly, as is mm-hmm. our normal, into the next bit. It can also be a way of how you recover from slowdown. If your players want more and are feeling disheartened, because you're not moving at a fast enough pace for them, then having a place where they can be in character mm-hmm. without you having to, to be there, maybe more than yeah. just, oh, yeah, this is what how that would be in the world. Then that can give them a way to stay engaged with the game, connected to their characters, and then when you get to posting, they're ready to just hop right in and go with the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it also helps them build up uh, their relations between the characters, which will that will serve the overall plot better because it just like, like writing. If people have defined relations, uh, then it creates a more realistic interaction between them in the main plot, right? And it can inform a yeah. player's choices, and it can inform a GM's decisions about plot going forward. If you have, if you're looking at what the players are talking about. They may yeah. s- develop stuff in their backstory they didn't originally have, and you could be like, "Oh, that's cool! I yes. want to use that." So, I mean, absolutely. As as a as a game master, I mean, we we've said it before, but you're you're always wanting to steal as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> it's the only way that any GM has ever done anything is by stealing stuff from other people. Yep. The only the only one but, I mean, who didn't was the proto GM back before everything was actually here, and and yeah. and all he did was say B. And everything was, and that's just not fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, like you say, that'll give people opportunity to role play joint uh, details of their pasts or mm-hmm. of their relations that as a GM, you may not have considered. I like using elements of characters' backstories, and this is kind of an um, an extension of that. Use details that they have uncovered together to further... Um, weave into the ongoing plot as best mm-hmm. you can it helps with player buy-in and immersion you know definitely so i mean and so that yeah. that's one way to kind of recover from a slowdown slump another way might be if you haven't instituted a a specific day to post maybe try doing that tell your players okay i'm gonna aim for this is my posting day because that again as we talked about in prevention it also helps them to say okay yeah. well i know He's aiming for once a week. I know it's going to come on this day. If you can keep that going, that helps develop that trust back from for players. And then, yeah. like we've been talking about, like we will always talk about, communication. What is causing the slowdown? If you feel it's coming from a certain direction, talking to those people, talking to the people yeah. who are not causing it and asking what they see as the problem. Or explaining it if it's on your side. And And you might, through those conversations, just find out that, Everyone's cool with what's going on. You're just the one feeling like things are slowing down. Especially as a GM where, I mean, it's not your story, but you're the one who starts it and has mm-hmm. an integ- integral role in it. Um, you may feel that it's your responsibility, your burden to drive the story forward, but maybe the players are like, no, no, just whenever, whenever's yo, mm-hmm. whatever the kids say. And then maybe take the burden off yourself through clear communication mm. clear communication that's i that should be the name of the podcast it's weird how often communication comes up it seems like it might be important maybe maybe make a note of that we'll come we'll circle back around see May, if yeah uh, maybe if we'll, maybe true. we'll discuss communication at some point i don't know if it comes nah, up again maybe maybe whatever i don't know sure but Are you my dad let's <laughs> let's let's move on to 
from that that kind of rainy day topic to something that's just dark and morbid. Let's talk about death. Wait, I read that wrong. Game death. How do games die? Hey, hey, hey. Game is not a death is not a game. Sonny, oh. come on. You you like come to on. invert your 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 phrasings, do, don't you? I, I think there's a good chance that I may just have some kind of condition where I'm hearing things or understanding them backwards. <laughs> you're you're living kind of with that Benjamin Button disease, only it's all mental instead of physical. I'm Ben Butting over here. <laughs> you're button benning. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Is that that's part of Avatar, right? Where they, they have the airbenders, the button benders? Yeah, I, I think so. That seems that seems like it tracks. I don't know kids' cartoons. I think that's what it's yeah, about though. Definitely not. Definitely don't know all the specifics. Games of that. die. You know what? Uh in real life games die. Mm-hmm. Uh not just in play by post. So that's play by post may have different factors that'll contribute to it. But aside from completion of a story there are any number of reasons that a game could come to an end. Real life has greater scheduling constraints than play-by-post, but people change over time, so it could be as simple as it, the plot that appealed to them in the beginning maybe doesn't appeal to them now, or mm-hmm. maybe you get bored with the characters, or maybe the scheduling uh, issues or the, the timing of the posts have uh, have gone all crazy and you just can't predict when the game's going to happen. So, I mean... There could be a billion reasons why games die. Player drama, like we discussed last week. Mm-hmm. There could be an issue where a GM and a player or a player and a player got into an argument over, you know, whatever stupid aspect of the rules or mm-hmm. uh, some plot point. Or maybe over a legitimate issue where someone wrote something that was offensive or insensitive to another character or player. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they're asking why games die. Poof. <laughs> better almost better off asking how can any game possibly continue yeah. how can we continue so many on factors. when you can block each step i take yeah i mean the only reason the game continues is because it continues to be enjoyable on some level for all engaged parties mm-hmm. so why do games die i guess because they cease to be enjoyable for all or most relevant parties some aspect of whatever was happening before is becomes impossible to continue for an individual yeah. or the game master or it everyone. No more. Yeah. So so yeah. something has caused a disconnect between the game and the people running slash playing in the game. Yeah. So D- yeah. I I think I think the first easiest way to prevent it is our good old buddy starts with a C, ends with an communications contraptions chocolate milk. It, exactly. That is exactly what I meant. I, I'm glad you picked it up. No, it's communication. Chocolate. Okay. Communication. Sorry. Yes. Clear communication. Having, yeah, no, uh, having open channels where players can reach out to you, you can reach out to players, you can, as adults, or at least as mature individuals, since not everyone is going to be an adult, discuss these issues that you are seeing or that they are seeing and address them in a timely manner so that things don't spiral to a I just I I don't even like any of this anymore and that that's mm. not that is not easy even yeah. even as old as king monkey is i'm sure he still struggles with stuff like that ancient and withered and yeah no for sure for sure yeah. uh, it's it's always kind of upsetting when a game that you had high hopes for um just stops being fun mm-hmm. and it feels like a burden or a chore or something you actively resist doing for any number of reasons it's... Uh, how to prevent it honestly that is a, how to prevent it if we had a surefire statement to answer that question we would win rpgx oh man we would win life we could we could we put would... that in a book sell that and we would yeah. every person who plays an rpg would buy that book because that i think is the biggest fear it it's huge on on play by post because we all i mean there's almost a, mm-hmm. a morbid humor to it at this point you know hey when do yeah. games die <laughs> what do you mean you don't you mean if no no we mean when yeah yeah it yeah. When, when you Just hear a countdown when you hear about games that lasted a year or two years or even more like the the overwhelming response is almost always all like wow i can't believe it lasted so long i mean i've had games that have lasted over a year and it's like i still don't understand how i mean there's that certain uh magical alchemy of getting the right players with the right attitudes and the right characters and the right story right which is 
impossible to quantify to you know or qualify if you want to make it into a formula mm-hmm. how can you prevent it i mean clear communication if you have if you're noticing a slowdown address it say hey guys i notice we're slowing down um what's up or let's do you want to try something different or how can we you know, go about addressing that or yep if you i mean maybe it's not something that can't be addressed if it's real life yeah it it could um, be but... someone in in the game or the person running the game has something complicated come up I, yeah like 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 Capera, she she ran yeah. a couple games, but with the lockdown that was going on, she was working a lot and she wasn't this able too much. to maintain a game. And so she said, "I'm sorry. I tried. I wanted to. I hoped getting mm-hmm. into a groove would help, but it hasn't. I hope to pick this up when things continue or when I mean, things." That's happened back. to yeah. It happened to me for one of those multi-year games that I did run. Hmm. Uh, where, you know, basically once, you know, once you start facing a divorce, you're like, do I really <laughs> need to spend any time stressing over role-playing? No, no, not right now. <laughs> so, I mean, real life reared its ugly head pretty hard there, but I, I that was when I found a replacement DM to, to, to pick up the thread after me. So the game didn't die at that point, but my involvement with it did. So, I mean, real life, real life is kind of an insurmountable uh, obstacle, but anything else, there, there, if you communicate, what are the factors contributing to it? And if you have an open uh, dialogue with your players, um, then I think you will have a greater chance of putting off the eventual death, uh, and maybe even achieving the grail of completing the quest. The Infinite Dungeon? I mean, <laughs> I've heard stories of how one player... W- one player I knew had finished a game with his DM. <gasps> no way! Legends speak of this party. <laughs> They're dead now, but it, it was great while lasting. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a friend of my second cousin's girlfriend. Ah, in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I was joking about that with someone online the other day. It's the the girlfriend in Canada thing I was like, well, to be fair, I've dated girls in Canada. <laughs> You wouldn't know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 wanted to come and meet you, but they they just they live too far away. Yeah. <laughs> so it I sounds guess, like preventing yeah. game death starts early because you have to establish. <laughs> you did it. You almost did a Smokey the Bear. Preventing game death starts with you. <laughs> Only you can prevent game death. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you you do reverse things a lot, don't you? Are 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 you listex? Don't I? <laughs> I, th- I might be Dick's Lexi, yeah. Whoa, whoa! What'd you say? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I can't be held re- legally responsible for it. Because all I heard was beep of my Lexi. condition. <laughs> I have a condition. <laughs> but if for some reason you either didn't lay the groundwork early, mm-hmm. or you did, and you just you ran into someone or a couple someones or whatever, or real life happened, mm-hmm. which no matter how much good groundwork you lay early, real life can can totally mess up anything. Yeah, living including is the real wor- life. <laughs> living <laughs> is the most up inconvenient life. thing we can do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking for an alternative, but I just can't find any. I mean, it's <laughs> it makes lesser me, of all the evils available. It makes me think of all the. Uh, <laughs> you're actually just a skeleton driving a meat suit around, a meat mech around memes that populate if you think about it though you are a skeleton an animate uh undead creature piloting a suit of uh, a mech suit made of meat you could seriously come up with a pretty cool campaign around that idea though (laughs) it's 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 a skeleton it's an aware skeleton out of control of a necromancer who has Mm -hmm. just assembled a suit of meat so that they can pass and then they meet another one but that one's a, a skeleton who's aware trapped in a suit of meat mm. Ooh, it's, yeah. that could be, that could be i think there's something there <laughs> maybe we'll jot that down for for our next our future event adventure assemble issue i'm definitely writing that down right now <laughs> those are the sounds of writing not anything else <laughs> but if you didn't do that or something yeah. out of your control happens recovering from the death spiral the death knell of a game mm-hmm. can can take several forms. So yeah. I've put some of those in there. Why don't you pick one and talk about it? Crutry? 
Um, you trusted me to do one thing, and boy, wasn't that a stupid choice. <laughs> it's it's always that way. It's always that way, and I never learn. This is what One happens when you don't establish you good communication. Yeah, you end up with King Monkey on the other side of the microphone. Woe be unto you. Next time I'm yeah, running an app thread for my podcast. This probably would have been a good idea. I probably still would have ended up with you because you've been the only one there. That's it. <laughs> Inflict myself on you one way or another. Well, recruiting, no. <laughs> recruiting. Well, I mean, that's what I did when I, as a GM, I recruited a replacement GM. So, I mean, you may be thinking of it in terms of recruiting new players while you are the GM, but never forget that you can also get a new player, a new GM to take over. I'm realizing now I did that as well. Someone was running a game of Heroes Unlimited <laughs> and they needed to go away for a while. And I actually ended up taking over. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, recruiting is a valid way of injecting new blood into a game, be it players or a GM. Yeah, yeah. Recruiting new players. And I think that one, uh, a good thing to do with that is to involve the current players in the process. Mm -hmm. Whether that's, yeah. you know, I want you in the app thread whenever you have time and you can answer questions for people because I'm doing X, Y, Z, or that'll allow them to interact with you a little more and then give me your opinions on how they are as a player as a site member and if you think you could play with mm -hmm. them or even just you... reviewing apps for you yeah you know there's lots of ways you, you want to involve the current players in some capacity would you ask the players to headhunt would you ask them to recruit players that they know that is also a good way to do it you you ask the current players do you know of anyone that you would like to have joined the game or who might be interested in the game because then you know those players already have a rapport or have an experience with that person. Yeah, it's an option, yeah. But then also just opening up your original ad thread and saying, mm -hmm. hey, we're recruiting again. You want to update that ad thread with, hey, we're at this point now. It may not have changed, but you want to include a blurb saying this game was already running. We have mm -hmm. moved to a, a further point. Either link them to the game where they can read about it or give a quick summary. I I encourage the summary with a link yeah. to the game. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want someone to end up... Because if, if you end up with a good game that does garner interest, but it also takes someone two weeks to read to catch up, mm -hmm. then you are shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Weird, yeah. weird how some of these concepts that we talked about early on keep coming up, huh? Communication, length of, mm -hmm. th of ad threads... Be concise. Be snappy. Yeah, get to make the it, point. Make it pop. Make, make get it to pop. the point. Yeah. <laughs> you dwork. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you dwork. <laughs> Don't be a dwork. <laughs> but another option, if it's a player that, that has to step out, or a couple players even, and you had five, yep. is you can just continue the game, but smaller. Yeah. Um, I will say I enjoy running solo games. So, um, Low. the idea when you have fewer games, it's just like a classroom. You have more time to spend with each individual player. You can get into a greater depth with each player in their interactions. Hmm. That sounds like biting commentary on, on something. No. No? Okay, good. I, no. Was, I was worried you were getting political, as you tend to do, so I'm just making sure. Cut that off. Didn't mention the theocracy once. <laughs> Stop being the man and trying to oppress me. <laughs> and now, all the politics. <laughs> you hit the politics button, did you? <laughs> I feel like some kind of twisted clippy. You've, in, you, you've accidentally mentioned politics. Can I ruin your life with that? <laughs> already have clippy oh have. there there was a there's a podcast where they were running they had someone running a game for them that was yep. off of their normal and everyone got curses and one of the people got a curse that was a clippy it was just a <laughs> it was a fairy that popped up and say i see you're trying to attack would you like me to help with that and he had no, he had to say no way yeah he just kept <laughs> popping up distracting him it was great it was so well done I encourage people to check out the Glass Cannon podcast if you haven't, and they're also on YouTube, and you can buy, have a Patreon, all that good stuff. Are, I don't are actually they paying us. I, are they paying us? Oh, for that, hold on, hold on. Go back and and delete that. Oh, I didn't say any of that. Yeah, they're not paying. I try yeah. to keep. I keep trying to get them to not pay until me until the check comes in. That's right. That's right. 
Right. I will not mention the name of the podcast until the check comes in. So that is probably so all just a long beep. <laughs> yeah. Beep. Running smaller is an option for sure. Um, maybe you want to have a larger group, but it does give you an option to uh, get deeper into get you gives you an option to get deeper into your players, Simi. Hmm. You have another option after that. You put you put reboot. Yep, I put reboot. So, so you're can... talking about the animated series from the early two thousands. <laughs> that was right? exactly what I was about to say. You, you guys, as a group, yeah. re- resolved to go watch that series together. And reboot, not, and not the rebooted reboot, but the actual no, original one. The initial, yeah. Oh man, I loved that show when I was a kid. I, I, I don't remember a thing about it. I, I have a very clear image in my brain of it, though. I love the fact that they took a season three wide detour and totally changed the whole thing. That <laughs> uh, was so cool. No. But yeah, you could reboot a game. How would you propose rebooting? Are you talking about starting the whole thing over? What do you mean? Well, what are you talking about? There's, there's what are you f- talking about, Simmy? <laughs> what you talking about, Simmy? <laughs> Sounds like crazy talk. Explain yourself. So, so there's a few ways you can do it. You can basically end the game you were playing, invite the players that were still there to join the ad thread and say, I'm going to recruit a whole new group. I'd like you guys to drop in and you are still completely accepted, but we're going to start from the beginning and give those players also a chance. If you can continue with the same character or you may change your character up if you'd like. And or maybe what if you have the quest to uh, free the Lich princess failed, but now you have a new game starting with dealing with the ramifications of that some of the players are the same they were involved in the original failed uh uh quest mm-hmm. and now you've got a new story that develops uh, evolves out of that i mean that's another option too yes and that w- i was i was going to suggest that you can either start back at the beginning and yeah. tell the story up and hopefully continue past where you stopped before or advance it forward things failed rocks fall mm-hmm. everyone died and now we got to start as if that is part of the world now and things are different because of it. And that can actually help re-engage yeah. people who may be disengaged from the original plot. Cause then mm-hmm. it is just like, Oh yeah, you got to a certain point and then you died and your new character doesn't know any of that. Doesn't know any of the details. So you'll find it out as you go. And it could be a fun Easter egg for them. Now at the beginning of that spiel, you said rocks falled. Did you think I wasn't going to call you out on that? I did not say rocks fall. <laughs> I said rocks fall, and you died. I'm pretty sure you said rocks fall. I you am put it, positive you know I what? didn't. Listeners, write a five-star review, and you put down whether you think Simi said fall or fall. Was he m- making a, was he totally screwing up past tense? Or was, am I an idiot who doesn't know what present tense is? Write a five-star review and put your opinion right there. And, and just do me a favor, five-star review, and put... King Monkey's an idiot, and then tell me what you think happened just there. Like, or you can put King Monkey's an idiot, but Simi still misspelled, uh, mispronounced fault. Oh no, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. I want King Monkey's an idiot just as the as a blanket yeah, that's lie. Just like, and put then that is your t- your header is King Monkey's an idiot. Yeah, and then and then your the rest back. of your review can be about whether, whether I did it wrong or not. Yeah. And that can be King mm. Monkey's an idiot as well, or it can be sure. Simi did say fault. Yeah. And and let me tell you, I definitely, definitely won't go back and re-overdub <laughs> if I did say fault. Definitely not something I would do. And you yeah, can maybe arrest what assured. Happened, maybe what had happened at Rock's fault. <laughs> Rock's fall fell. <laughs> it won't be obvious. Definitely not. Like, the, if the podcast is delayed an extra week because you're trying to get the exact intonation just to re-record it and seamlessly blend it in. I kind of want to, even if I said fall now, I kind of want to re-record a very obvious splice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just leave people wondering, like, what? Did he? I don't what? understand. <laughs> What's the deal with these two jackets? Whoa. <laughs> Great. Now I got to watch for that and bleep it out. No, that's just a word for donkey. That is actually in Shakespeare, so I'm going to say PG-13 qualifies. <laughs> I don't know uh, about you, for them. but I am not a donkey. Are you a donkey? No. no. Oh. I'm, not a, I'm not a donkey. I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Did you hear what he all said? <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder what that looks like on the waveform. <laughs> I'm wondering what your levels look like. Okay, there. that one that one got loud at least. Did you donkey clip? <laughs> I did. I donkey clipped. <laughs> you donkey clipped. <laughs> wow, we are I don't even know what <laughs> we are off the rails on a crazy train at this point. So is there anything else about game hey, slowdown or game oh death God. we want to cover? <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you a thing or two about podcast death right now. <laughs> yeah. We are just, we are, all we're doing is we are mirroring our content. We are we're talking about death. all over the place. <laughs> we're talking about death, and so we're kind of showing what that looks like in an audio format so that they know what not to do. I'm losing it. <laughs> I, I can hear it. I'm trying to, trying to focus this back, and it's not working. I am what passes for good now. Awesome, because it is time oh. to segue into our final Let's segue bit into Adventure Assemble! Assemble. <laughs> All right. So we've got some stuff that happened <clears throat> per... Atala Wanderers. Let's not let's not dwell on it. Let's just go. Yeah, per Atala Wanderers' request, we will not recap everything that is happening on this jungle yes. island with lots of caves and cliffs, where we have been right. hired by some random dwarf to plumb the depths for some item, mm -hmm. which I will talk about today. And Dwarfy Jane is yep. opposing us. My in mom. And and is also. Edric the Bard's the mom. Yeah, Edric the Bard. And my character, who I cannot remember the name of, Varial. Varial. Varial is an evil Varial elf grounds. cleric who is blackmailing his mom into my mom. something. Yeah. Trying to stop this whole thing for whatever reason. We don't reason. know what Varial's evil scheme is. Right, we don't know what's going on. Mm. But, so, because Atala Wander asked us not to recap it, I won't recap all that. And we will instead okay. get right into it. I have named our dwarfy people. Our dwarfy yep. John is Corsad. Corsad. And dwarfy Jane is Holgoster. Holgoster. Exactly. You've got it perfect. Okay. You know who I didn't name, though? I did not name our nymph. Nymph. We should name her, shouldn't we? Or him. I, I won't say it's a him. Um, you know what? Maybe their name doesn't translate well. It's just like a series of sounds, like uh, tones or something. Well, it may, maybe the nymphs are sufficiently alien that the dwarves are not able to communicate readily with them, and that's led to the whole schism between the Morlocks and Eloy mm -hmm. in this world. So, so yeah, it's the dwarves who have gotten weird. Dwarfs, dwarves, yep. <laughs> dwarfs. <laughs> yep. Is, and the, you know uh, what? Is there a, the is there nymphs... a correct plural of dwarf? Is it dwarves only, or can dwarfs work? I've seen both. I have seen both. Huh. I did. I never thought of that until now. What about the plural of nymph? Would it be nymphs? I think it's nymphoid. Nymphs. Nymphoid. Yeah. Nymphoidian. Right. Nymphoidian. <laughs> sure. That's a nymphoidian Freud slip if I ever said one. Freudian nymphs. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we've got things to do. We've got a. We, we've been given this. Let's do the task. Things. And so mm -hmm. the first task, obviously, is to find the cave. And why don't you? We've been told. Oh yeah, we've been told what we're looking for. We're find trying to find the cave that this artifact is the thing yes what is the thing we are searching for the slab of malediction the slab of malediction yep. is not a thing i would have anticipating you saying <laughs> at this juncture that's that's why when i when i pulled up some random artifact names i was like that has to be the right one you have to say it in a dwarven tone because slab yeah the slab of malediction slab of malediction Slab of mallet. No, I got nothing. I'm, I'm thinking it's it's since it's called a slab, it's sort of like a tablet with some mm -hmm. ancient text on it. So, but huge, like a slab. Oh yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking like it was like something that a Goliath would carry around. Yeah, it was either meant for a larger folk to use, stone giants, or it was maybe? created by dwarfs because it needed to be this big to contain whatever yeah. they're trying to do. So we are hunting for the cave. And it's a malediction, too. So it's like a, a curse of some sort. Or not a oh, curse, yeah. but a, an ill intent. So so we all of a sudden... A declaration of war. So we know now why your secret mother is opposing this acquisition mm -hmm. of the slab of malediction. 
because she doesn't want them to go to war, uh, and the evil elven cleric also doesn't want them to go to war? Well, I think the the evil cleric, I think Varial, wants to acquire it for his own ends, Ah, whereas ah, Corsad wants to acquire it because he thinks he can channel it to use it for the people, and Hulgaster is like, no, evil things cannot be repurposed. I think that's where the tension comes in. Okay. And so Varial is like, I'm going to reveal that you have an illegitimate son if you keep opposing this. So maybe if she backs off for a bit, maybe she'll come back. Because he wants it extracted where he'll have an easier chance of getting it away from the dwarves than he would from the nymphs. Exactly. And and maybe his nymphoid. maybe his his hope is that you'll find it and then he can turn on you. So I don't know, maybe okay. that's a thing that pops up. So anyway, going on here. we've got to okay. find this thing first. It's obviously remained hidden this whole time. Yeah. And I think Corsad has... A general idea of where to go. He's uncovered something that mm-hmm. points us a little more specifically, but we've got to narrow it down and find the right one. So why don't you give okay. me a roll and, and we'll see how that works out. Just a moment while I get my dice. Oh, I probably should have prepped you that you were going to need dice for this. It's totally my fault. <laughs> okay. What, should, what do I need to roll? A d20. I have one of those. I hope so. Twenty. Bam. So, <laughs> so, so your dwarkish heritage is really paying mm-hmm. off. You you take the clues that you're given, and yeah. you lead us basically right to the cave. Yeah, Edric's like, do you do you smell a slab? <laughs> I think I smell a slab. <laughs> let's let's head down to the lab and see what's on the slab. <laughs> But maybe the rain. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, so I think I think that um, is uh, amount really of... to blame. <laughs> I thought we were moving on. So I'll remove the cause. Are you done? Yeah, okay. I'm done. <laughs> I'll let you but keep nothing. going, but I don't want to keep trying to move things <laughs> right, along. No. I'm glad Let's we're go. I'm glad we're laser focused <laughs> this time, like A Dubs wanted yes. us. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> So so we find the cave, and I feel like it doesn't mm-hmm. take us very long to get down there. Now with that roll, it's, no, it's unerringly it's understood and where now, the nymphs would hide a slab in a cave. Why don't you tell us about finding the thing in the cave and the process and all that, and I will make a roll. Well, you see, Edric saw the caves and instantly recalled the in the um, sort of instinctive stonemasonry knowledge of his forefathers, foremothers, if you will. And understood that these were, in fact, abandoned dwarven uh, ruins that the nymphs had since repurposed for their own homes. Oh, the nymphs are already here. Okay. Yeah, they've moved in. Okay. okay um, cool. They've basically, the nymphs found an abandoned a dwarven kingdom. They don't know the reason. They just knew that they needed it, and they found a home, and they, they moved in. The dwarves are like, no, 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 we need this now. And the nymphs were like, no, 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 it's ours now. And so that's where the source of the tension began. Okay. Seeing the thing, Edric realized, oh, yes, yes, this all makes sense to me now. And then he realized kind of like um, the sort of layout of an underground dwarven town where the uh, relics of high government would have been kept. Okay, so he knows about where to go, and now we're going to roll to see if we can get to there, or what are we, what's the role represent in this part of the scenario? I think the 20 role was understanding the situation and sort of uh yeah understanding the recognizing the layout of the place and understanding the ramifications where that meant he would need to go so this gives him a map mental map of where to go but it doesn't tell him what may lie in the way okay so we're rolling to see a success of getting through whatever obstacles are yeah i think so okay i will give that roll then Ooh, that's only an eight did you push a button or did you roll a die? I I, I pushed a button. I didn't because I didn't hear any dice. Well, I just wanted to make you sure you're okay. If you didn't say anything, I could find a clip of dice audio and just plug it in. Put it D twenty dot wave. And you'll just <laughs> plug that in there. Okay. As 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 hardcore listeners will know, <laughs> I have some dice sounds, dude. <laughs> I got a soundboard of dice rolls. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, and five dice. Sound waves. Oh, do you want a D8, but made of a, a metal cast die? Yeah, I got that. <laughs> gotcha, brah. I gotcha, hookup. 
<laughs> is it a carved wooden D4? Pfft, you know it. Do you, do you even roll, bro? <laughs> do you even? <laughs> but unfortunately... So an eight. I oh only boy, rolled so an that eight. sounds like there was something in my way. Uh, that That represents in our table here failure but not total so we make progress you hear that mom i'm not a total failure <laughs> so why don't you tell us what that looks like what what that failure mm. but progress towards our goal looks like nymphs gods bless them they mean well but they don't know architecture for dung <laughs> and i think that they had tried to make some aesthetic changes to the place that had structural uh, ramifications and they ended up collapsing some. The they ended up collapsing the structure where the relig the uh, religious artifact, the slab of malediction, would have been stored. Okay, I like that. So so you as as a as a dwarf kin, you had a, dwarf, a yeah. you had a feeling of the right way to go based on your knowledge and your your racial instincts. Yeah, it's genetic. And so so you're like dwarves oh. are genetically stoned. They. I, I don't know why you always catch me off guard with some of that stuff. I, I should just expect it, but you're good. Then it wouldn't, yeah, no, I just, that's, it's my gift? <laughs> it's your gift, yep. My gift? <laughs> yep, it's definitely Is your it gift. It's spelled with a question mark. <laughs> but, so you lead us, you're like, this should be the right way, it'll avoid most of the, the major living areas, we're going that direction, mm. and we hit an obstacle, and because of that, we create a problem because now trying to retread our our past area is problematic yeah and trying to find another way around also creates issues we're going to run into people so this is where our conflict with the nymphs is going to come up so there are a lot of ways this can play out mm -hmm. we are going to have to engage with the nymphs in some way how do you think i'm getting engaged to a nymph how do you... <laughs> It was funny last time, and it's still funny. It's Dang it's it. hilarious. Why is it Perpetually funny? Perpetually <laughs> hilarious. Uh, because you have low standards, and I thank you for that. That That is probably true. I, I do have low standards. And I, do, I wonder if anybody else will laugh at it like we are. <laughs> no. They'll be like, why are they? This isn't even funny. Why are they still laughing? Those, those dwarks. Yeah. So what do you think Edric would propose as the path through like through dealing with the nymphs to get to the slab. So the nymphs have noticed them in their town. I think when they started trying to find their way through the rubble, they made noise. Okay. So the nymph bandit queen uh, probably was rallied to uh, to figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but Edric's a bard. Mm -hmm. And there are stereotypes regarding bards. I understand that there are several. Mm -hmm. And here we've got a nymph bandit queen. Yeah, I think we all know exactly where this is going. He's going to try and appeal to her better nature through um, rousing storytelling. That, that that was exactly what we all expected. And anyone yeah. who expected something else, I what are you I doing know. with your personal yeah, I know. time? Like, <laughs> huh. It's a weird thing yeah. to expect why don't something you, else. Why don't you leave a five-star yeah. review and tell us? <laughs> yeah, tell us, tell us, you, leave a five-star review with your detailed fanfic of Edric the, the dwarkish bard and the nymph bandit queen. You, you know who you are, Zether. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering whether we're going to get like a, a full 28-page erotic novella. That'd be, um, that would, that'd be great because I could spread that over several episodes. <laughs> I am not going to comment about you spreading erotica. Thank you. And I'm instead going to roll a die. Yeah, roll a die so we can see how you're appealing. <laughs> that sounds good sounds, right? Yeah, it's an 11. Okay, that's that's it's... success. That's success. At a cost. But there is some cost involved. Oh, remember when I said engaging the nymph? <laughs> she she demands that you Yeah. She will lead you now, will let you have access. But on the grounds you that must... I actually have to get married to her yep and take up residence here because she 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 liked your story is kind of what i think she liked your yeah. story she you did appeal to something and she liked yeah. that and she wants it to stick around which means you must stick around and, and i am now imprisoned in and married going to be married and imprisoned here well that's the thing with the nymph Do, does mm. edric is edric willing to accept that cost or is he going to fight it edric is going to Agree for now. Agree ellipsis. 
Okay, because and and maybe that's what maybe that's what our final role will will entail. So why don't you tell us about getting to the yeah. thing and and what we're doing then? Because I imagine okay. he he grab a different D twenty now. He he ensures that we go. He he ensures we get to see the thing first before agreeing to the marriage, making sure that it's all there. And then he agrees, and then oh no, that's a six. Okay, so so he says he buys into the deal. We go and look at the slab, and it is there. And and you know what the failure is? Oh, what's the failure? I think Varial took that moment to steal it for himself. Oh, so we see it. He goes off to get married and and say, okay, I you know, I've done my part. You we're going to be able to get it away. I got to seal it with the marriage. During the mm-hmm. marriage, Varial. Yeah, he 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 makes. He twirls off. his elven mustache <laughs> as he goes in and steals it. Should have been it's called exa- Snidely yes. Whiplash. I know Snidely Elflash. Elflash. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. We got to be careful. Varial Elflash. Varial Elflash. Elflash. Ah, I like it. And and in that moment, he steals it. And I think I think part of the the failure then is like she doesn't want to get rid of you, but. That kind of damages your relationship because you came with Varial. Like so, now I might actually be not not metaphorically imprisoned in a marriage that I don't want, but possibly physically uh, imprisoned in a nymphic jail cell. I, I I imagine it might be more like you were going to have freedom to kind of come and go, but you mm-hmm. always had to have a certain amount of time visiting because you know you got to maintain a healthy marriage. And, yep. you know, part of it might have been you were going to con- spend time convincing her to, hey, let's go raid other places so we can visit new things. I can tell you more stories. I Ex- want to see the world. I want to raid other cultures. And and because of your supposed mm-hmm. betrayal, you are much more restricted and it's going to yeah, take you she, more time. Because now, now she thinks that I was in league with Varial. Mm-hmm. And so I'm left to take the blame. Oh, this is This is wonderful. And who knows if Edric will be able to escape. I don't know. There's only sure. one way to find out, and that's to join us next time. Oh, yeah, that's, I was <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> Until then. I certainly wasn't secretly hoping that you would tell me the resolution right now so that I wouldn't have to wait. Well, I, I can't because I'm not determining the resolution. <sighs> <laughs> Un- That's fine. Until then, I can wait. A- I can wait a week. I think we will say so long and farewell. Auf Wiedersehen und goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, Sophie, for when you have to listen to this. <laughs> I I think she's given up on us. She she kept saying she would that's do it. That's a reasonable. That's a reasonable thing to do. She, she gave up after three episodes. <laughs> so apparently, donkey clipping is one of those secret terms I'd never thought of before. That just completely <laughs> it's all it ruins fun. you. It ruins you. <laughs> oh man. Okay, give me a minute. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here and thinking about Crazy Train. Okay.